so fucking mad. I'm just going to hit the button. I'm just going <laughs> to let it go. I know your mouth's full and you can't intro the show. So much rage. But that's what you get over for, for uh, saying what you just said to me. You said it in real life, and I'm surprised it took you this long to remind me of my uh, my issue of of <laughs> misspelling things. Despite the fact that I gave a double asterisk to denote that I knew I spelled it wrong, that, that I spelled did not stop us. That did not stop us from just taking it and running and with running it. with it because I tried to say uh, I'm so ready for this movie. And I put a T instead of an R, and I'm not. I I said I'm so Teddy for this movie. I immediately put a double asterisk to correct the spelling, and here we are, forty Teddies later. I well, just, I mean, I told you when when Roosevelt was elected, the president was Teddy. I mean, that's also true, but I mean, that was a different. Name I level. thought that was going to end it, I don't but know. no, they just carried on. When you, uh, and Y'all then Teddy you for this. <laughs> And then you ask your wife to come at me and talk about something Teddy, and now I just, I'm going to eat this nutty bar. Welcome to When Daniel Met Rich. I'm Rich. Fuck you. <laughs> Check us out on all of the social medias. Email us at WhenDanielMetRich at gmail.com. Like it, subscribe on YouTube, and don't forget to do the same for our other show, Excitement Inc., which is... Closer to PG and more game and nerd culture related. I'm not laughing. Fuck yourself. I'm not, I'm not laughing. I'm crying. <laughs> oh. Bring that shit up. Don't remind wow. me. I have to say, Nutty Bars are like the supreme Little Debbie snack. They really are. Have you seen Will Ferrell do one of the Tonight Shows as the new Little, little Debbie spokesperson? No. Because he definitely walks onto the the stage in a little Debbie outfit. <laughs> of course he does. And he's like, it's funny you were talking about the Swiss Army knife because I have Swiss rolls on me. And he pulls them out and starts handing out Swiss rolls. Nice. Any appearance he does on any show is just 100% supreme. Yeah. Well, remember when he was like bored between movies, he decided to make a bunch of old Milwaukee beer commercials mm-hmm. and just... On his own, no relation to old Milwaukee at all. Mm-hmm, and they mm-hmm. said, hey, thanks, we'll take it. <laughs> yeah, just the guy's the guy's crazy. I like the one where he's like degrading the dogs. Yes. This is the Saturday Night Live skit where he's like, try talking <laughs> shit to your dogs or whatever. Will Farrell, little... Debbie, what are the supreme little Debbie snacks? Just while we're... <laughs> oh, my top three? Uh, Oatmeal yeah. cream pies. Okay. Is that number one? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Nutty Buddies. Okay. And um, Swiss cake rolls. Swiss cake rolls. Yeah. I haven't tried the peanut butter crunch. I've never seen those. Um, I despise Star Crunch. I had one of those. See, I think I'm trying to find. Here's a here's a list, and I'm gonna show all the video viewers right now. Okay. Of the list. Um, this is to the my segue recipes, we've decided upon. Thanks to my recipes for being here. Um, for us to look through this Stra- fudge dip strawberry cakes, those look good. Meh. Ooh, fudge dip banana rolls. Those look like Swiss rolls, but with banana filling and yep. chocolate. Can't have them on They'll the outside. I was. <laughs> Say Teddy one more time, I might feed you. <laughs> <laughs> Zebra cakes were legit. 
I remember nice. zebra cake. I, I think remember I like those. the yeah. shape of a zebra cake more than the actual. Yeah, they were like hexagonal. Yeah, they were, no. They're decent. It was like. It was like everybody got a corner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, fig bars? Those don't fig count. Fig bars. Those, yeah. are, those are fig bars, not fig newtons. I like Rice Krispies. So I like Star Crunch. Not a fan of Star Crunch Star- just because it's very, it's like. Yeah. Very chewy, very tough. Right. Star Crunch up there for me. Nutty, Nutty Buddies yeah. is number one. It is like a wafer. It's just a wafer cookie that is a Reese's. Yeah. Essentially. And I think that's why it's just like the most, it's the best one. It's you not can get. very heavy. It's not. a nice light it's snack. Uh oh. That's nerd stuff from the previous show. The Excitement previous Incorporated. Show. It's, you know, hmm. I'm not ju- I'm not saying it's a better show. I'm just saying it's a better host. He doesn't harass his his uh, peers with how their dare you, mis- sir. mishappens in texting. How, how dare you, sir? My feelings are hurt. It's all right. I've got previews of the new release of Zelda's or Link's Awakening to bring me back. That's okay. That's good for you. Uh, good Just stuff. think about Link's Awakening, and it'll take you back. Just tears me up because I'm just so freaking happy about it. Anyway, so I had a visit this past week. Okay, from a friend of mine from high school. Right, and I remember his name. You'll never forget his name. It's so easy. Now he was he was telling me of some of his adventures over the past twenty years, uh-huh. and all of the. Are we allowed to name him? We can't really just tease his name and not say it out loud. I mean, we said it out loud in the last one. I think he'd be okay with it. Chris Blow, we're talking about you on we're the show. We're talking about you, Chris. <laughs> we're talking about you. We're looking at you right in the camera. We're looking at this you. This is present day. This is present time happening for you. This we're is we're imagining you pants. This is the echo of us talking about pantsless you. He was telling me about some of the issues he's had with people assuming his name is fake. Really? They, like, he would submit resumes for jobs and everything. Yeah. And people would think it was a joke based on his name. You know what's really funny Um, and really shocking? Okay, not really funny. It's not funny at all, actually. Um, To get, like, really super analytical, I remember watching a video where a guy named Jose took the S out of his name and suddenly got a lot of replies. Oh, wow. Isn't that sad? That's super That's... depressing. Illuminating. Chris Blow. Yeah. Is his real name. <laughs> Chris Blow. Real name. Not a joke. Yeah. Not infuriating. Good. <laughs> good guy. Hard worker. If he applies, hire him. Don't assume it's a joke. Hire Jose, too. Yeah. Hire Jose's. Give people a chance. Come on. What are? What's wrong with you? I've noticed that there, unless a company is desperate, a lot of getting a job is based on who you know. Also true. Because when true. I think about it, the last like three jobs I had, and we did the jobs episode a while ago, but the last three jobs that I had, I was referred by a friend. And that kind of opened the door and got me in. And the la- And actually, in the current job that I'm in, the last three people I hired were referred in. My current employees. So I guess the lesson is if you're looking for a job, find somebody that already has a job at a place you want to work yeah. and get them to refer you. Or be good at sex. Wow. <laughs> well, that can hurt all around, really. <laughs> I had to do a, I had to do a lot of um, <sighs> sucking up to get so much 
<laughs> just kidding. All right, Chris Blow, and he's cool, and he's a friend. Super cool. I love addressing just random people on our show. Yeah. Just because, like, they eventually might drop in. Yeah. Steve Schaefer, you're not next up on deck, buddy. You better get your ass out here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With or without pants. <laughs> but, yeah. We accept all types. All types of pants. As or pants. pantsless. We're not wearing pants right now. No, we're wearing pants. We should definitely do We a, could not be no, wearing pants. We you'd have no idea, really. We should do a really. pantsless episode without telling anyone, though. We should. We still have, I think, episode 69, we're supposed to do drag. I think so. Yeah. Yes. Yep. I still want to do the Golden Girls right? episode. We can do pants. We'll, we, we can still, like, we could wear, we could still do cross yeah. dressing as long as we wear dresses. Yep. As long as we're wearing dresses, no pants, it doesn't really matter, and we'll be fine. Yes. The wives have returned. Yeah. Let's not address it. Okay. Continue. So, it was fun catching up on the last 20 years of existence with him. Yeah. Since that was the last time we had, like, a really in-depth conversation. Right. And, I mean, we sat we, we sat at a restaurant for, like, three hours and just talked. That's not going to fly. <laughs> that is not going to fly. It's just not. <laughs> Should we shut one of the doors or let one of them out? I mean, that was just a pitiful, pitiful wail, you know? And I'm not saying I don't like it. I'm saying that we're we're having conversations and it's just distracting. It's just a smidgen distraction. <gasps> Stop. I'm burping in my mouth a little bit. It tastes like, it tastes like nutty bars. It tastes like nutty bars in my mouth because I burped and barfed a little bit. What is that called? Mm, a burp? A burp. A verp, thank you. When you burp and there's a little vomit in front of it. Okay, there it is. A burp. I mean, I kind of like burf as well. Burf is pretty good. I mean, burf is good. Chooked is one of my favorites. That's co- Chooked? That, chook, yeah. Uh, um, that one came from Gears of War, actually, I remember. Really? Yeah, because they take um s- uh, drill pods that go down into the earth to fight the bad guy Locust. And he's like, he's like, man, it's the first time I've took a ride in one of those without chooking all over the walls. And I'm like... You guys are going to pop a vein at any time because y'all are thick. <laughs> See, <laughs> I've, heard of, I've heard of shooking. <laughs> I hadn't heard of chooking. What is shooking? Maybe I'm wrong. Oh, that's when you shit and puke at the same time. I didn't turn on the... Oh, maybe that's what it meant. That could be. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe it was shooking, not chook. I don't know anything. Chris, All right. Chris Blow is cool for the fourth fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> Reset. I was like, and I swear to God, if one of you dogs talks. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, it, it's interesting to sit down with somebody that you haven't, that you used to be like super close to. And you haven't really, just because of geography, timing, whatever, you just haven't really caught up. And it's just an odd thing to sit down across from somebody and realize that as far as your friendship goes, no time has passed. Because uh-huh. you're still just as tight as you ever were. Right. But at the same time, it's like, so tell me about the last 20 years. That's true. It's just, it's an odd feeling that I never would have imagined until I got this old. <laughs> right, because it's a new thing to you. Because right. you're here now, you're in a point in your life where you can have a 
conversation that's like, oh, so how have the two decades been since we were two decades years old? Like, <laughs> right. Where it's like that weird thing of like, okay, we're here now. Might as well just start catching up. Might as well do the old catch up, the hello. Yeah. And that's kind of interesting. I don't like, I personally like being 27 years old. I don't have anyone that I can personally reach back to and kind of like identify with the same thing, but that's an interesting experience for you. Yeah. There's a part of me that, I mean, I honestly don't want to reach back to anyone that I grew up with. Right. Because my only, the best of my friends I met in high school anyway. Right. The other ones were mediocre. Yeah. The best. Well, these are all people that I met in high school. Oh, okay, cool. So there's that. Okay, yeah. cool. With the exception, and then you moved of, out with the exception of Rob, I met him in middle school. Right. Or junior high. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't have anyone from middle school even. Yeah. It's like purely high school. And even then that's only one person. But Rob is actually one of... Three people Ooh. from junior high that yeah. I still regularly converse with. That's interesting. That's okay. Is it bad that we don't have a lot of friends? I feel like everyone I know has just a smaller clique of friends than not because A, too busy. Yeah. B, don't want to deal with drama from certain people, so you end up being very choosy with your friends for that reason. Yep. C, um, recluse. <laughs> At the end of the day, most of us are just kind of like, do I like this person? Yeah, but do I want to like see them once a month? Not really. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, there's also the big factor, which is adulthood. Being an adult, there's a lot of demands on your time. Yep. And so you have to be very, very choosy sure. about how you invest this time. There's some people I don't want to go a week without seeing. Exactly. Like you. Yeah. There's some people that I know I'm only going to see them once this year. Right. And that's okay. Yeah. Now, there were people that I was super tight with in high school, and it was purely based on geography. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was two people that I went to school with. Uh, we'll call them Katie and Eric. Okay. We didn't hang out. We didn't, like, outside of school, we never saw each other. We didn't spend a lot of time together. Mm. But we were all completely knowledgeable of each other's lives. (laughs) And there's one reason for that. Y'all had the same classes together. Mm -mm. Y'all had the same sports together. Band. I was the middle locker. Katie was the locker on my right. And Eric was the locker on my left. Oh, I never used lockers. I always knew who Katie was dating. (laughs) I always knew who Eric was dating. Whoa. Because they, they were neighbors. Because they were my neighbors. In the locker zone. Just in the lockers. And for every day of high school, four years, I regularly saw these two and caught up with them. Oh, were they, was it like alphabetical order? Yep. So they were okay in front and after in yep. the last names. Okay. All three of us had a last name that started with SCH. You know what's really interesting is that potentially if my wife went to high school with you in the same time period, you would have been a locker neighbor with her? Potentially? Potentially. Because SE. If there was another sure because of your last name, then that would have been, yeah. you know. There, there was a lot of sure in my school area yeah just in, in the area there was a lot of schmitz there was a lot of schindler <laughs> i don't know <laughs> there was a lot of schultz okay Ooh, there you go there was a lot of those german germanic to mm-hmm. polish names yeah. in that area yeah of the country yeah and so, but i remember 
graduation commencement. We were there in our robes and our hats. Uh-huh. And we're in line going up onto the stage to get our diplomas. And Eric turns back and looks at me and Katie and he was like, it's weird that this is going to be the last time that we're going to be together like this. And Katie and I both were like smacked in the face Whoa. because he was absolutely right. Right. We had spent every day seeing each other for four years and this was and this was it we were not going to see each other again unless we decided to and we were just invested enough to care that we were all doing well right just because we didn't want the drama to leak over to our geographic exactly. location. Did you did you find them on Facebook or anything? Or like did you like No, I haven't even looked for them. Maybe you could whip out a yearbook in case you don't remember specifically their names. Or maybe you do because Oh, I remember their names years. exactly, but I don't because they were right next to you. But you're also kinda like, Do I want to open that can of I don't well and I don't really want to shout them out when I don't know what they're speak involved to with, them. What they like. Exactly. You know. You know, if I shout them out here and it turns out that we've got 20 listeners that regularly see them. Yeah. And then they're like, hey, your locker buddy was talking about you on a show. And they're like, what? Yeah, I don't like that. How dare you recall me from your high school memories? Yeah. Well, or right. they or they're like, you know, I thought we were a lot closer than that. Mm-hmm. How dare he diminish our relationship like that? But it wasn't it was it's not really trying to diminish. it. It's acknowledging it. As it was. Yeah. You know, we were friendly. We weren't friends. We didn't hang out all the time, but we were friendly. We didn't wish each other harm. We wished only the best for each other. And then all three of us actually got a little teary going up onto stage just because we had been just that close for so long and it was about to just completely end. Yeah. That's really like that is a pretty heavy moment because I, uh, you know, when you're in line, and I remember being in line and turning around and saying, "Fuck you." <laughs> walking on stage I'm so glad I will never have to see you, motherfuckers. <laughs> walking on stage life. to get the envelope that didn't actually have my diploma because they sent us to go collect them from a from a librarian yeah. on the outside. Yep. Because they didn't want to carry the diplomas on stage, and I and I shook hands with like a a at like the like the vice principal or something. I don't know. I remember him telling me that my hair could be classified as a weapon when I had a 16-inch mohawk and Liberty Spikes. Nice. And I was like, you don't threaten me with that. He said, give me my diploma. I earned this, barely. Yeah. <laughs> and I graduated and left. He can't tell me what to do. Well, threatening <laughs> to withhold our diplomas if there was any shenanigans during oh. the ceremony. Any beach balls? Oh, yeah. Any? Oh, they were there. Oh, yeah. They were I mean, there. it stopped literally no one. Right. I, uh, there was at least four people that were naked under their robes. Oh, of course. At least. At least. Yeah. Those are the ones that advertised, hey, I'm naked under my robe. Yeah, exactly. Right? Let's not do this. Yeah. That was... Oh, geez. Well, in a couple situations, it was kind of hot. I wish I I wish I wish wore different something stage. I remember wearing flip-flops. Everyone, like, dressed up so nice. And I was like, yeah, no, shirts, v-neck, flip-flops. Try me. Like, if you're wearing, yeah. a, if you're wearing a robe over the top of it, it's just kind of like, no one cares what's underneath your robe. Yeah. The justice of the peace could be naked underneath their robes. Exactly. No one would know. No one would Judge care. Judy's not no one wearing cares. panties under exactly. her robes. No way. She's still dispensing kidding? justice. She is dispensing justice with or without panties. <laughs> Let's be honest here. 
Or lingerie. <laughs> I don't know. Does Judge Judy get freaky? <laughs> Do you think she's she's swimming in the dough? She has to. I know. I mean, she's got, many she's years got a, in family court, she's got to be like, you know wow, what? Yeah. I mean, she's <laughs> splash it on the walls. I don't want it in me. <laughs> as as uptight as she is, she's probably always got a thong because she's always got a wedgie in her attitude. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, she's always very respectful as long as they are. I can't tell if those robes are billowy or if Judge Duty thick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh boy uh, I saw her on a sh- episode of Ellen one time Really? And she was not in the judge robes and it was weird It was weird, I was not on board, I didn't like it I have to say Imagine this Imagine if you will I'm going on to Google right now to Google Judge Judy Imagine if you will <sighs> Bill Nye the Science Guy In a v-neck t-shirt and jeans Can't do it IRL images. Judge Judy is a what is that? What is that? What no. is that? Look at the second picture over. Second picture over. Uh, I wanna barf. Yeah, she get freaky. I wanna barf. Judge Judy th- thick. Don't oh, subject gosh. anyone um, else. Larry to David this. might have been on Judge Judy. Uh, oh no, that's was that a joke? Uh, that was a Curb episode? Your Enthusiasm That's episode. That's what I thought. Judge Judy, yeah. IRL. Okay, here's a picture of, um, I think it's Shaq holding it looks like Shaq Judge Judy. Cradling Judge Judy. <laughs> In his arms. And she looks like she's having so much fun. You yes. know, I respect a woman who can have fun. Um, I'm going to show everyone this picture. Uh, no, I'm not because it says it's not loading. It's just oh, not there loading. you go. Okay. No, I'm going to go uh, video viewers. Here's your little image right here. Of, uh, this is Judge the first Judy time I've seen Judge Judy's legs. There's the caption on it. <laughs> it's the first time I've seen. It's the first time I've seen Judge Judy smile. <laughs> and you can always oh, see her wow. face. Yeah, <laughs> but still. Well, I mean, she's a she's a no nonsense judge. She, I know. I mean, she probably spent her, her the early part of her career just. <laughs> People walking all right, over, and right. she was like, "No, what they? It's not how this is going to work." What they don't know is that 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 Shaq and Judge Judy are meeting because this is a cross promotional thing because the general commercials are in between the Judge <laughs> Judy episodes. <laughs> they're like, they're like we're oh, the general! <laughs> I finally saw one of those. We were no, we went to the Rusty Bucket last night. It's a restaurant. It's literally called the Rusty Bucket. Okay. I think it's because when you leave, you will shit in anything you can find. Okay. <laughs> because. <laughs> that's, that's what the Rusty Bucket brings the, to mind. The wife and I got. Here's the thing that sucks is that the food was delicious. Oh. It was absolutely delicious. Um, and we did a full uh, three course meal. We got the, the uh, deep fried pickle appetizer, but they aren't like pickle slices. They were pickle spears. Okay. And by golly, did that make for the best deep fried pickles really we've ever had? Yeah, definitely some substance to those. Oh, uh, we had a wedge salad. Wedge salads are always fun. Okay. Uh, waiter, our waitress went the extra mile and she split. The, we said we were going to split it, and she was like, "Okay," uh, and she sent it. And I just want to hold this because it's three D printed and it feels good. Okay. Um, and she goes and thanks, Chris. she uh, thanks, Chris. Blah. And she went uh, and she split the wedge for us in half, and that was really. I would good. also like an octopus. It was, um, yeah. Don't forget the octopus, Chris. Blow. Uh, <laughs> you're gonna have to watch that. Excitement Inc. If anyone wants to know the context of what we're talking about right now, and yes. then. Um, I had meatloaf 
um, oh. a bed of uh, mashers, mashed potatoes. Yep, yeah. with roasted carrots and green beans. Oh yeah. Um, and then they had this weird barbecue barbecue sauce uh, gravy. It was like mm. barbecue sauce gravy. It was like really good. And then they were like, since it's your first time, let us buy you dessert. And we were like, okay, we will take another one of those chai spice ciders. Oh. We had chai spice ciders. And they were extremely delicious. And so, yeah, we get home and our stomachs are a little like, and it was really this really funny moment where I'm looking at my wife and I'm a gentleman, so I let her use um, the restroom first. And I'm looking at her because we have an open door policy. Bubble um, guts. In very many. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, I'm like, babe, I don't know how much longer I'm going to last if you can't get to a stopping point. We can like, you know, tag team this. I might literally put my ass in the bathtub and <laughs> let loose there because it might come out of me. And she's like, she's like, I'm trying, I'm trying. And then I, I grip the sink and I quench up and she literally hears a rising from my bowels up echoing through my stomach. It goes, and she stops for a second. She's like, whoa. And I'm like, move. (laughs) And then I wriggle my way over. I didn't even like, I just pulled down my pants. I didn't even open them. I just like put squeeze them on. And I I swear I was a split second from not making it. I was. So the Rusty Bucket is delicious and great service. Excellent. Take your Pepto before. Yes, exactly. (laughs) It 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 was really bad. We actually even woke up with gas. I woke up and my stomach hurt so bad. And I stood up and I was like, oh, no. And I went and I sat on the toilet and I just farted for a half an hour. (laughs) That's all I did. (laughs) That is what is known as the ghost shit. It was basically. Feels like you're pooping. Smells like you're pooping. Sounds like you're pooping. Nothing there. But you get up, there's nothing there. (laughs) And the skeptic leans in the bathroom door and goes, I don't believe you. Yes. <laughs> oh man, I forgot you know to the, change. The I was gonna say, you know that Jack and Judge Judge Judy Judy still are still on the screen. <laughs> this is okay. I don't mind it. That was one hundred percent worth. Uh, I love your shirt today. Your oh, thank March you. Shirt. I'm wearing my Quickie mm. Mart shirt. Do you want me to read my list of random things since I was already going on a? Ooh, your list of random things on a on a um thing here. I have a long list of things here um that I just haven't really gotten around to saying. Um, things about. Did you know there is a twin convention? It doesn't surprise There's me. There's a convention of twins. If I had a twin, I'm sure I'd know about it. Exactly, right? I wonder if we can go there without a twin, or if like the 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 badge of entry is having a duplicate of yourself. <laughs> like, oh, uh, uh, I don't see anyone with you. Um, yeah, it's my friend. It's my friend Rich. <laughs> Yeah, but you guys don't look like twins. I don't. I'll be like. Oh. I was transported to the future. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, he was transported to the future. Even better, I got here the old-fashioned way. Even better, we're the exact same person, yes. right? Um. So I thought that was cool. Um. There's an, a raising canes in Colorado now. There are a couple. Are there? I thought because yeah, there's, there's one, one in, down at Arapahoe Crossing in Parker, and there's one up at Fort Collins. Oh, sounds like two drives that aren't worth making for very. Mediocre chicken. I would totally make the drive to Arapahoe Crossing for that chicken. Well, there's one down the street from me now off 120th. Nice. In Sheridan. What you think? Um, I thought it was mediocre. I don't mm. get it. It's chicken strips. Yeah. I just there's something about chicken on the bone. If I'm like gonna spend a decent amount of money on chicken, I think I would just prefer to go to Wingstop. 
get me some jumbo wings and that 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 Cajun uh, yeah. Louisiana spice dry rub. That makes That's my sense. When, well, when I when I, during the three years that I was atoning for all past, present, and future sins, mm-hmm. yes. I'm referring to my time in Georgia. Um, there was there's one thing I miss about being in Georgia, and that's the food. Because there was two restaurants of note that I really, really enjoyed. One of which was Zaxby's. Raising Cane's yes. is a clone of Zaxby's. Oh, okay, so Raising Cane's is a, is, is the, your way of getting some discounts at quality Zaxby's. It's getting some knockoff Zaxby's yes. that satisfies that itch. Yep, okay. So... That's all it okay. is for me, really. Should we go to Should we go to Raising Cane's and make a video? You want to do a review of Raising Cane's? I will like bring Raising Cane's back when I go down there. Just you like, would raise Cane from the dead. Yes. Cane and Abel. Cane and Abel. Cain and Abel. <laughs> Chicken raising them. They There's went to the twin that... convention, but only one of them showed up. <laughs> oh! <laughs> the other one was making Thank a you. chicken business. Um, Thank I understood Hanky's. At work the other day. Really? It's because I was sick. I had the sniffles. This was, I had a cold like two months ago. I have one again now that turned into a freaking sinus infection. It was wonderful. But, um, and I, I've still got, there's a reason we have tissues behind us right here. And I sound yes. kind of flummy as it is. And I'm sitting here like going at like tissue after tissue after tissue. And I have a bunch of tissues in my pocket. And then this old man walks by me while I'm merchandising. And he blows his nose. Mm-hmm in a hanky and he's able to just fold it up and put it back in his pocket i'm like i get it yep it's not wasteful you have the one hanky you can conceal it it still makes it's still the most disgusting thing oh yeah (laughs) hankies are just disgusting let alone offering one to someone else well there's 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 also other i mean handkerchiefs really serve a bunch of purposes Mm mm-hmm um, for one, if you don't have a cold, but you have a handkerchief, you are always, 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 always of use to a woman. Really? Yes. Because for whatever reason, women always need tissues. I don't know why, but well, they always need tissues. They have a lot of moisture. There is a lot of moisture with women, and most of which is appreciated. But... A if a woman starts crying or something, then you can just be like, "Have a handkerchief." Yeah. So, it's always very handy to have one. Um, my dad always carried one. Really. He always carried a handkerchief. Oh, but Papa his reason for that was because he's allergic to tissues. So if he blows his nose with a tissue, it's only going to get worse. Right. Because he's allergic. Yes. Okay. So he always carries a handkerchief. Makes sense. And uh, I remember one year for Christmas, I got a 10-pack of handkerchiefs, and I was like, just like that, yes! I have no idea where those are. I think they ended up in my dad's handkerchief rotation. <laughs> Probably. I don't know. Right. But it was always a very handy thing to have a handkerchief on you. Right, because you could always be like, here's the handkerchief. Yeah. Or if you have just a random sneeze and all of a sudden you're like, ah! and it's like, oh my God, my hand is filled with awfulness. Right. You open it and you're like, there's only one other time there's this much mucusy substance in my hand and it's usually when I'm in private. Yes. So this is embarrassing all yes. of a sudden. <laughs> so your option is to discreetly 
run to a bathroom and wash yeah. your hands. Yeah. Wipe it on something. Mm-hmm. And if nothing is handy, then it ends up on a pant leg, let's face it. Yeah, no, it does. Or, or the back of a pant leg, because you don't want to admit it. Exactly. <laughs> right right in the knee cuff area. Uh, yes, yeah, exactly. So that it just, it just like, ends up there and nobody really like, notices, because no. nobody's looking at the back of your knees. Really. No, not when you haven't asked that fine. Yeah. You're thick in the back. <gasps> Thumping. Anyway. Handkerchiefs. Uh, I still have more. All right, good stuff. List. Are kilts in public acceptable? I wish they were. I saw a guy wearing a kilt, and I was like, I admire your bravery, sir, to do that. There's a guy. You know I mean? Just that, one draft, and everyone gets to see what you're wearing underneath, but <laughs> by golly. There's a guy that works the Comic-Con every year, mm-hmm. and every year he wears his kilt. And he's like, this is the reason I go to conventions, because nobody looks at me twice when I'm wearing a kilt. And I was like, you would wear a kilt all the time if you could, wouldn't you? And he was like, yes, absolutely. Have you ever tried a kilt? No, but I mean, I like the idea of sleep shirts. I really want to go to, I really want to go to like Gordman's and mm. like buy one of the, like the the 3X polos. <laughs> I just put a belt around it. <laughs> <laughs> just bring robes back again. We've talked about this before, but yes. just like or just like bring sleep shirts back. But I want one that fit me like an XL when I was seven. Yes, <laughs> and I just want like a three X shirt. I could just wear a three XL tall. Doesn't I want a nightgown? <laughs> just plain and simple. And I know they don't make them for the men anymore because we go, I go to bed either naked, uh, in just a shirt or just in shorts. Plain yeah. and simple. Yeah. It gets way too hot for multiple layers. Right. When we're sleeping. I don't know yeah. about you. Oh yeah. Wait, how do you sleep? Um, is it a mixture? Does it vary? Cuz mine Just in my just in my undies. Just in your undies? I um I used to wear socks mm-hmm. cuz my feet would get like ice cold and take really? forever to warm up when I got oh, in bed. Interesting. But instead what I did was I put a micro fleece blanket uh-huh. at the foot of the bed uh-huh. so that when I get in bed, I just tuck my feet into that. Mm-hmm. And if I get too warm in the night, I can just push it back off the bed oh. from under the covers. I like that. It, it's actually a really, really good idea that I didn't realize I had. I just put it there to keep my feet warm. Yeah. And then I woke up in the middle of the night and realized that my it was no longer there mm-hmm. because in my sleep, I had pushed it off. Oh. So it was like the subconscious went too warm. We're good now. Exactly. Push right. it off. You'd wake up and then you're like, where are all my socks? I don't know. They're not in the laundry. You yeah. Pull up the bottom of the bed. 40 pairs of socks. Just yeah. The bottom. Yeah. That's perfect. Um, I sang a song um, after someone walked past me. Okay. They were coughing. They were just coughing into the open air. And I, and I, um, I sang a song that went kind of like this under my breath. <clears throat> and this was at work, of course. And I'm in a, I'm in a grocery store and someone walks past Past me, just coughs into the open air, and then I just sing under my breath. It just went, Shut your fucking mouth when you're coughing. Cover your mouth, you fucking bitch. You're spreading your germs, you're so inconsiderate, fucking bitch. Shut your fucking mouth when you're coughing, bitch. Nice. Fuck you. And that's the song that I sang. Nice. You ever come up with alternate lyrics to songs, almost a la Weird Al, but. Way more perverted. All the time. One of my wife's favorites is a Buffalo Burger. Whenever we get a Buffalo Burger in Vegas. Okay. And now you can get them a lot more often in Denver with these yeah. like fancy dining establishments. Um, we used now to, offering bison. Exactly. She she had a song where she would 
um, saying a buffalo burger. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Better than venison. <laughs> <laughs> nice. In the heart of Las Vegas, <laughs> here at the Burger Bar. <laughs> nice. You know, and then um, we also like to work our dog Lana into a lot of songs. Okay. So, because Lana is just kind of like its own name. So, like, uh, oh, Lana, what's your name? Oh, Lana. That's a Rihanna song. Um, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. You know, Lana. Ooh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, she comes up in a lot of songs purely because um, Lana, 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 Batman. <laughs> nice. Because we can. Yeah, you of know? course. How about you? I will habitually ruin songs for mm-hmm. my wife mm-hmm. because of the replacement value yeah. of certain words. It's true. And uh, like that Leona Lewis song that was real popular years ago. I don't know what you're talking about. It's like, uh, I keep breathing, I keep, keep breathing love. It is. And what did you change it to? Um, I keep peeing. I keep keep peeing blood. <laughs> oh no! The intro to it, of course, being you oh, punch man. my kidneys and I keep peeing. I keep keep peeing blood. Yeah. Ruined that song for my wife. She actually enjoyed it prior to that. I bet. Um, um same with that Kings of Leon song. <laughs> I need somebody. Oh, I changed it to. I swear I would abuse that pussy. <laughs> that makes it sense. It smells like cheese. Uh, <laughs> um, it's cheap as free. Oh. You yeah. like, uh, Havana, yeah. the Havana song by Camille Cabela. Havana, ooh, nah, nah. That one? I haven't heard it. Oh, yeah. Lana, you're a dog. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> See, you'll change it to something actually like safe and humorous, whereas I change it to something wrong and horrifying. And it's just whenever you hear it again, you're just like, wow, I can't sing it out loud because I'm at work and it's officially NSFW. Yeah. Uh, well, and if I sing it in front of my wife, she'll be like, Rich, I actually like that song. Now all I'm going to hear is that. Uh, well, we wouldn't be husbands if we weren't ruining things for our wives. Pretty much. Um, and I was like, Christy, do you realize how many songs Weird yeah. Al actually re- made better for me? Yeah. So also true. Yes. Um, I was working with a coworker at Target um, and there was a guy. Sometimes people don't bring up relevant things to talk about or they talk about things that just like like they're bothered by them, but they're not actually. And I actually went into the depth of a conversation of one of these complaints when a, a Target employee that I'm he likes video games. So we'll talk video games from time to time when we're in the aisles next to each other. And he'll be like, what do you think of Anthem? And I'll say, um, listen to episode 27 of my fucking show, right. asshole. Um, I told you about it. Um, it's okay. I gave him a business card because I actually took him in. Um, so it's really funny because I converted to a new schedule and I switched off my Boulder route and I'm back in Denver. And um, <laughs> I tell <laughs> it was the best excuse to hand out my cards. <laughs> if you miss my hilarity, you can listen to the echo of me. <laughs> if you nice. just listen to these podcasts. Yes. <laughs> it was like, you're not going to get any more of me, so you might want to catch it here. Um, and so he's, he's walking through the audience. He's like, yeah, I woke up this morning and somebody called me a communist. And I was like, oh no. 
<laughs> are you upset? Like, what is it? And I was like, I was like, uh, I was like, oh, that's terrible, I guess. Why does it matter to you? He's like, well, you know, because I'm not a communist. I was like, oh, all right. So, I mean, you're not, you know, you don't miss Mother Russia or anything. <laughs> you didn't come for there. And he's like, what? And I'm like, do you miss riding grizzlies? And he's like, well, no. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I would miss riding a grizzly. Never mind. <laughs> I don't know if I could fight a grizzly. Would I shoot a grizzly? I would definitely shoot a grizzly. Like, it could come at me, but I would. Sh- it would just go and stand up, and I would probably just shoot it with a gun. Um, to which a lady passerby customer is like walking <laughs> past me and she hears the whole conversation as she's buying her granola bars um, and is passing by me when I, when I apologize to her and I say, I didn't shoot a grizzly, man. It's <laughs> just <laughs> as she leaves the aisle. I'm clarifying to her, to this <laughs> random passerby, just in case she was concerned that I shot a grizzly bear. <laughs> That I didn't shoot the grizzly bear. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. That is my favorite thing about interacting with strangers, especially when you're already being like ridiculous and you take that ridiculous to such an like such a far out level of explaining to a passerby, ma'am, I did not. (laughs) Yes. Just in case you overheard me, I want you to know that was lies. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I like making strangers uncomfortable. It's, it's a good time. It really is. Um, actually, talking to uh, Chris Blow and my buddy Rob, they brought up some stories from back in the day mm-hmm. that I wasn't sure if I had shared on this podcast, and they were like, you have to share this. You, this has to be retold. So uh, one of the stories that was brought to brought back to memory that I couldn't remember if I had shared or not. Um, when I was in high school... There was a late night radio program on the rock station that was about two and a half to three hours. Yes. And it was called Loveline. And Loveline was a a show that was kind of podcast but pre-podcast where they took callers that would have different sexual problems uh-huh. or drug problems or whatever and they would talk about them on the show and it was the idea the idea behind it was that if somebody else is experiencing this they also get the advice but they don't have to necessarily call in yes so the idea was to help everyone so well there was a lot of abuse calls there was a lot of molestation calls there was a lot of rape calls and stuff like that well the advertising around it Uh uh-huh kind of focused on that as well where the there would be like suicide hotline advertisements and everything well there was one night where I went on a date and I had love line on the radio as I was driving and this is the first date with this girl and the advertisement comes on and it says a rapist doesn't look like a rapist a rapist could be anyone could be related to you could be someone you know very well could be the person sitting right next to you i'm on a first date with this girl and this shit comes over the radio and we're hearing this but well, this is this was a lull in the conversation that was just poorly timed sounds like a ridiculously awkward date 
So this happens, and I'm like, oh, fuck, what do I do? Uh-huh. <laughs> so I just look over, I'm not going to rape you. I didn't know what to say. Hashtag things you can't say out of I'm not going to rape you. You can't say it. <laughs> of all I don't know what say. else to say. <laughs> you look over. You're like, I'm not <laughs> She was like, well, I hope not. <laughs> and I was just. Oh. Oh. Ah, that's so, <laughs> the worst thing you can. So the next day, my, my. My friends are like, hey, how'd the date go? Uh-huh. So I immediately have to recount the story for them. And they're yeah. like, oh, God. <laughs> but I said, you know that rape commercial? And they were like, yes. And I was like, that came on. And they're like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. What did you do? And I was like, right. <laughs> not get laid. <laughs> I told her I wasn't going to rape her. And they were like, what? Why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what to say. And even if you do, like, even if you did get in bed with her that night, what would it be like if you were to hear that commercial and try to get in bed with a girl, and you put, you just put your hands up real slow, like the entire time you're getting it on, you let her see where your hands are at all times. Like the only thing that touches I, her I, because I, of that commercial uh, is your penis. I actually, <laughs> I actually had like several more dates with her, but like the second, third date, I was like, all right, just to be clear crystal clear <laughs> you're gonna make all the first moves just know that i'm always interested whatever you want to do you just let me know so that i know it's okay to proceed <laughs> because i already kind of screwed this one right the fuck up <laughs> Look, i was really gonna i was really planning on doing something for you tonight but after that commercial i felt like you should probably only do things to me. Yeah. It's the only thing I'm comfortable with. Yeah, I was like, I was like, you just let me know how far this is going to go. Yeah. So that no, I'm here's the next funniest thing. <laughs> if you could, you ever think about moments you wish you could rewind in time and say something different? Oh, yeah. All the time, right? Yes. We all do it. And if, like, I have one that I'm about to create for you. Oh, no. You should have looked over at her and been like, you're not going to rape me, are you? <laughs> God damn it! And then you... you would You would 100% would have gotten laid that night. I'm sorry. Son of a bitch! I know! <laughs> Lines you could have had but didn't. Oh my god! Oh, I can't breathe. <laughs> I gotta blow my nose. I'm just stuffy now, and I'm gonna oh, hop up a loogie. Fuck! I'm writing that down. That's amazing. This <laughs> is if only we were friends in the '80s when I didn't exist. <laughs> blow my nose. Rich, I'm sick. How'd that song go? Cover your fucking mm. mouth when you cough, you fucking bitch. <laughs> and that's no, that's exactly what happened. All right. I just, you know, it was a little song that I made. Nice. It was a little song that I made, and then, um, in a funny turn of events, it was my very last time going through Target, and in a couple episodes, I recanted, um, 
a major a list of all the major like offenses that senior citizens have committed against me. Yes. And um recently I've taken to playing a lot of Bloodborne um, where one of the enemies is a geriatric in a wheelchair with a Gatling gun and that helps me get out a lot of my frustrations is um, charging up my hammer attack and destroying them in one one blow but um, in this life is so funny in the way that things like come things come full circle in this way where I honestly feel wronged by is there a better place I can put this I feel like this because it's There's a, a trash I'm going to put it right here on this table on this table I'm going to just put it on that table fair right enough um and things come full circle in, in, a, in a weird way where it's like, I know senior citizens, um, they're just, they're personalities, right? I don't mm-hmm. think they're all like uh, terrible people. Um, it's just most of them are. And when they just do things, it's just their nature. Yeah. It's their impatience because they've lived a life of damn you. You know what I mean? Like they're just kind of like, I'm old. I really don't care for your young person shenanigans. And... On my way back from filling the coolers for the very last time in my Target, one of my trays fell off, and little 20-ounce bottles of Pepsi went everywhere. Two full cases. Bottles went everywhere. Oh, no. And, um, you know, uh, and it's really funny because this joke meant something for me and something for them. But I said, I think it's really important to point out that this is my last day here. (laughs) 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 As all the bottles just like scatter and a bunch of people laugh. And um, several people, some of them actually elderly, stopped to help me pick up bottles and put them all back together. Several, a lot of them stopped to do the right thing, um, which was kind of like help me out. And a lot of people came to my aid there. Um, it didn't stop me from backing over one on my way out, but the fact that they stopped <laughs> to help me. Wait, <laughs> backed over a bottle or a person? <laughs> it's better that I don't say out loud. Oh, okay. I'm just kidding. No, I met an elderly citizen. Um, and so, but they helped me with the bottle. I'm just kidding. I didn't back up over an elderly person. Um, they would have backed up over at me. I don't believe you. Was, well, they would have backed over <laughs> me and yelled at me for being there. When they that's true. <laughs> that is definitely true. Because that's how that works. Um, but no, I'm I'm kidding. It was just it was just funny for me to get helped. Um, I think that was the universe kind of telling me, like you know, like I understand you're mad at the senior citizens, but that's just them. You know, and yeah. at the end of the day, I think they mean better because there were a couple of them that, I mean, they were bending over pretty far. They could have, I mean, they could have easily thrown out a hip. Oh, yeah. Helping me pick up my last Absolutely. Um, uh, the funny thing about breaking a hip is that people assume that the elderly fall and break a hip when typically their hip breaks, so they fall. Uh, also true. It's, also it's, true. Yeah. It's a weird thing. I mean, I, wa- I watched an old lady just pass out right in front of me and yeah. then just disappear into thin air. <laughs> Her hip was that fine, hap- and I watched her. I watched her literally fall backwards, passing out. Yeah. Have you ever read the Curious Case of Benjamin Button? I haven't read it, and I started watching it. Okay, I never watched the movie. Okay, I read the book. Well, mm-hmm. and it's a short story. Oh, it's a short like, story. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like literally, I was through this inside of fifteen minutes. Okay. Um, but it was an interesting look at the process of aging. And the behaviors of people in these age groups. Because essentially, the childhood and the aging out process, relatively the same. 
it, like when he was born, he was an old man who insisted on smoking cigars and napping. So, how many kids you know that insist on the bottle and naps? True. Honey. Yeah. Are you saying so, the curious case of Benjamin Button will give me a different perspective on the elderly? Maybe. Okay. I don't know. I'll make a point not to watch it then. Well, there was a Brothers Grimm story <laughs> that I read a while ago. It was in this huge book, thick book, called The Complete Tales of the Brothers Grimm, which contained so many stories. So many. Mm-hmm. A lot of which got ripped off by you know, Disney. But mm-hmm. there was one in there that was the old man and his grandson. And in this story, this there's this family that's multi-generational. So the old man, the parents, and the young kids, and the youngest, or the oldest son, who's still very young. And so when they sit down to meals, the grandfather is having difficulty eating. So he's just like, his mouth isn't working the way it used to. And he's spilling food out as he's chewing. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of disgusting and embarrassing the parents. So they make him eat from a trough in the corner of the room. He's not even allowed at the table. And so after after a time, they notice the son gathering all of these boards. And they're like, well, what are you doing? And he goes, I'm building a trough for you guys when you're older. Whoa. <laughs> and they went... <clears throat> Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. And they they started bringing Grandpa back to the table. Mm-hmm. So, and that was kind of just a you reap what you sow type oh, story. But yeah. it, it just came to mind because that was the one that really stuck with me from that book. It was just yeah. like, wow. And at the time that I read it, my uh, dad's mother was living with us. Uh-huh. And uh, Grandma lived with us for, I want to say... 10 years after my grandfather died. Uh, okay. So my grandfather died and my grand, my grandfather died suddenly on Halloween night when I was 12. Right. And, uh, my grandmother was left alone on this enormous farm and we were going out there every weekend Mm -hmm. to help her keep up with the place. Right. And to keep her from, you know, being all alone and yeah, makes sense. But the and this is this is just a personal theory based on what I've dealt with mm-hmm. with having three grandparents succumb to dementia. Yeah. I think that she was alone with her grief for too long. And she started yearning for better times. And so her mind started skipping back to better times and she was becoming less and less lucid over time because she was skipping back to when time was better. Yes. So she, uh, she was not always very aware of everything going on. She constantly called me by my father's name. 
she constantly called my father by her husband's name. I mean, in her defense, you look like your dad a lot. <laughs> but, I mean, then again, yeah. you know, it's still, you know. Yeah. And, I mean, there's there's a bit to... A Just living. that much easier for her to confuse you. Yeah. There's a, there's a bit to people suffering from dementia or mm-hmm. Alzheimer's mm-hmm. or both. Mm-hmm. Where it's actually really, really funny. Just some of the stuff that happens. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, in a, terms a of like, you have to laugh at it. Yeah. You know, a consequence of my grandmother living with us was that I heard my mom say "twat" for the first time in my life, <laughs> which was hilarious. Oh yeah. Okay, I was working at a grocery store in the evenings, and so I came home one night, and my grandmother always wore the same thing: polyester slacks, flannel. Always. Always. Never deviated from uh, this. You know, there's a certain standard to be upheld by the elderly in terms of fashion. Yeah. And that is whatever is not in style. Pretty much. <laughs> slip-ons, but, probably. Maybe yeah. Velcro? Maybe. No, that's Maybe. the men. That's the men. No, it'd be a slip-on. Yeah. Well, it's freeze. But anyway, I come home from work one night, and uh, my grandmother was sitting in the living room, TV on to, like, news or sports or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, Lawrence Walker. She's sitting in her chair, in her flannel, no pants. Oh, golly, gee. And I was like, hey, Grandma. And she looks like, oh, hi. Back to the TV. And I'm like, Okay, so I go through the house and go through the kitchen and back to the uh, parlor room or the second living room where my mother spent all of her time. Yep. Because she and grandma kind of avoided each other. Yep. Didn't really care for one another. Okay. Even when grandma was all there. So now that she's not all there, it's just 10 times worse. But so mom... Is in the back living room. Grandma's in the front. And I go through the house to where my mom is. And I was like, hi, mom. And she goes, hey, how was work? And I was like, "Eh, it was was fine. Why is grandma not wearing pants? (laughs) She was like, what? And I was like, grandma's sitting out there in her flannel and no pants. She goes, well, she probably put on her nightgown to get ready for bed. And she's watching TV before that. Got a little cold and put on her flannel. I was like, okay, that makes sense. And she goes, but hell, I don't know. Maybe she just decided to air out her twat. What? <laughs> that took a sudden turn. That yeah, is not, I was, that I was is just not, like, that escalated that, quickly. That did. I didn't think that's how that was going to happen. I did not Jesus think that Christ. was how it was going to happen. Oh, my gosh. Like, revelations of, like, parents is, like, weird and crazy things. You know what I mean? When your parents like reveal to you things that they've done in their past, and you're just kind of like, "Whoa, you were young once. You were crazy. You were crazier than me." Yeah, I was just like, "I didn't even know you knew what twat was." Yeah, exactly. You said the word, and I'm suddenly older. I'm so old. You brought it into conversation, which means I can use it now. Three months later was the first time I heard my dad say the word penis in my life. (laughs) At that age, he couldn't even say penis. Before that. Never said penis up to that point. He didn't say it. Never referred to it. No cock? Never referred to it. No no penis, no cock, no... uh... Groin was the only thing. Oh, groin is what he would say. Okay. No dangle? No dangle. No dong. Schlong. So he decided to say penis for the first time in my life. 
when I was 19, at dinner, mm-hmm. when I had just filled my mouth with mashed potatoes. <laughs> I had to scrub the kitchen for about an hour and a half after that dinner because I sprayed mashed potatoes everywhere. Oh, my gosh. He was like, what the f- why did you do that? And I was like, Dad, I've never heard you say the word penis. He was like, I've said the word penis before. I'm like, you did it again! <laughs> <laughs> you never said it before! And now you said it twice in 10 minutes! I'm 19! <laughs> That's a lot to take in. That's a lot to take in. It was a bit much. Were you able to eat mashed potatoes again? Oh, yeah. That's good. <laughs> oh, no, it was, it was purely comedic, his timing on it. But my God, I was not prepared. <laughs> no, you're not prepared. Um, I my uh, the cousin, the, yes. the the Optimus Prime of Denver, as, yes. I, as we call him, uh, Kevin Horn. I'd call him right Kevin now. Horn. I would call him right now if it was reasonable. But it's so late on a weeknight that I'm not going to bother him. Um, because I man, I would love for him to tell the story. But um, I'm going to tell it for him. I'm just as good. Okay. Just so everybody knows, if I ever write a D and D campaign for mm-hmm. us to do, I'm going to write in an NPC that's a dwarf named K Horn. Go ahead. Duly noted. Now that being said, a d- why a dwarf? Kevin is like six foot four and, and two hundred pounds minimum. Is pounds. that a He's representation? Like the biggest of guy, him. obviously not. I think not. K-Horn would be a really cool name for a dwarven blacksmith. So uh, he was eating oatmeal once. Uh, oh, my cousin Kevin. Yeah, he was eating oatmeal. Um, at the not at the, entirely dissimilar to mashed potatoes. Um, he said he didn't remember the context, but where he caught into the the conversation, um, where he was eating breakfast at the at the dining room table with my grandparents, he didn't know the context of what was being said, uh, except for when he did pick up on was my grandfather saying that turns me on, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> my cousin has not been able to eat. Oatmeal. <laughs> he said oatmeal has never tasted so wrong. <laughs> I was hearing my grandpa tell my grandma that something turned him on. <laughs> it reminds me of an old George Carlin bit. He's like, you know, it's like my grandfather always said to me. He said, Georgie, I'm going to go upstairs and fuck your grandma. <laughs> <laughs> this whole time can i go ahead and bring up a spinning everywhere i know and that's okay can i bring up a very strict topic yes for this please because i've been spinning all over the place the zombie apocalypse is here zombie apocalypse yep now um march 4th 2019 colorado senators back a bill to aid the fight against chronic wasting disease, there has been an expansion. These, this is a terrible web page to be referencing <laughs> right now. Uh, um, there now it's been an issue for a while now, but there's been a large increase in chronic wasting disease um, in deers. Okay, what exactly is chronic wasting disease? Chronic wasting disease um, is a disease that it's uh, very contagious. Experts say that there's a good chance that this could infect humans if it crossed over just the right way. It infects the spinal cord first and eventually gets into the brain. It enrages uh, it enrages the subject that's infected, um, causes them to be delirious, enraged, and uh, begin to waste away before eventual death. So kind of like mad cow disease. Kind of like... 
Yeah, so the disease can cause, let's see, drastic weight loss, lack of coordination, and drooping ears uh, when it prompted the nickname zombie deer disease. None of these articles are popping up the way, like, it was, like, totally exploding just a couple weeks ago. And now I'm going to, like, chronic wasting disease Colorado. Um, maybe if I typed in zombie deer, <laughs> I type in zombie, literally just zombie, and we get zombie deer. Yeah. Um, because it's an, like it's an actual thing. Um, C- CDC calls zombie deer a misnomer. The idea of the galloping dead. <laughs> <laughs> the galloping dead. But it's so funny because when I saw this, it made me really wonder. Um, so this there's a CWD in. So this episode should be chatting dead. Yeah. <laughs> because it's talking about the galloping dead. I love it. I just <sighs> love it. I kind of hate so myself anyways, for that one. Yeah, uh, I still love myself. It's true. Hunters are saying you have to test. Um, the CDC is saying you need to test deer before you eat it. Okay. To make sure that you don't like become infected. Yeah. So here's my question. This is the closest thing we could potentially ever get to a zombie of apocalypse, maybe even slightly happening. Okay. Just because of the way the world works. Yeah. Um. I think that I was thinking about it and I thought even if there was an outbreak, there's a part of me that feels like it would be it would totally be. There's a part of me that feels like it would totally be eradicated before it could get out of hand. You know what I mean? There would be a small outbreak. They would go, wow, the zombie outbreak is happening. They would drop in with a SWAT team, eliminate everyone infected, be done with it. Like before an outbreak, if there was an outbreak, it would be small. Um, to begin, it would be contained before it could get big. Right? That was my first thought on it. Okay. My next thought on was, and let's put us in this situation right now. Our phones dingling ding. Zombies are real. The infection is spreading fast. Be careful. Stay in your homes while we figure things out. What do we do, you and me right now, when they announce the zombie apocalypse? I know your first tactic, <laughs> which say it out loud because you've said it before. I have said it before. Rope and a rafter. Rope and a rafter. I would end myself. <laughs> I do not want to live that existence. It's true. Now, um, your wife's in the next room, though. She goes first. Oh, God. <laughs> she wouldn't want to live the, in that oh, either. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. All right. And she definitely would not want to discover my corpse. Sure. Would you, I mean, seriously, is that what you would do? That You'd be like, so I don't think there's any way out. I don't know that I I would be able to bring myself to do that. Exactly. Because, I mean, let's face it. Suicide is a very courageous act. Just because it takes a lot of guts to actually pull it off. It does. Well, like most awe-inspiring stunts, you either have to be very brave or very stupid. It's true. And we'll talk about... Because there's many people who have killed themselves in spite of themselves. Uh, uh, right. Now, um, I don't want to get off subject. Uh, right. But... We're dealing with zombies here. Exactly. That's the point. So, um, that's tactic number one. Okay. Um, tactic number two is that um, this is going to tie it over... Um, we can contain it, but you need to survive it first. How about that? We're going to contain it, but you need to survive it first. 
what is the area of effect? Meaning what percentage of the population is affected before? Let's say it's the state of Colorado. Let's say it's the state of it's Colorado. It's strictly the state of Colorado. And it's contained here, but it needs to be eradicated, and you need to survive until then. Could be a couple of weeks, could be a couple of months, could be a year. Okay? But what, like, what is the strategy for you in terms of that? Because for me, it becomes very, very cutthroat. Me and mine and mine very directly um, would be hoarded into a, a place of safekeeping. I would insist a place with firearms and ammunition to begin. That's me. Hmm. That's just me. Okay. Now can dissension occur from the inside of a place like this? Yes, most certainly. Um, and I'm not going to like name out loud, but I would, you know, like you and Christy, I would certainly, um, include in my, in my direct, you know what I mean? And part of that people um, that I would consider like um, um, very important to the survival of me and mine, you know? Okay. Well, that's kind of the direction I was going was Mm -hmm. find and join a community and service that community for as long as I could. Exactly. Yep. And have them service me and mine as yeah. In accordance to that. And that's the next toughest part um, is because I know how you feel about firearms and like w- the reason you wouldn't use one is because you don't know that you could use it to take a life. Well, the only life I could take would be my own. That's the only one I have a right to. Right. Exactly. Because that's the only one that's mine. I would go to a grocery store and hold anyone at gunpoint and tell them to give me their food. Strangers. It sucks. I got to be able to feed you and Christy. I need to be able to feed my wife. I need to be able to feed my parents. Mm. These strangers I don't know, they're strangers I don't know. What was that? Or a show I saw recently. Bird Box? Bird Box, thank you. <laughs> there we go. Thank you. There we go. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> that is, well, the idea that. That was for you. (laughs) The idea that John Malkovich's character had. Yes, exactly. We need to stay here. Hold up here. Screw them. Not necessarily screw them, but get them here. I mean, there's that. And hold up here. Hmm. And just, we all develop and agree to the rationing system. Anyway, Jesus Christ. I know. It was a good one, wasn't it? I know. Crap, that was amazing. It's that Buffalo Ranch. Oh. That little Caesar, that pretzel crust pizza, man. That derailed the dogs. They're I like, think it did. The, the candle didn't even do anything for it. No. Here's the deal. It usually sneaks out the front. That one went out the back and the top, so I think it just wafted straight at you. Nice. Anyway, so yeah, it would be find a place with adequate stores mm-hmm. and then quarantine at that point. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yep. And just, you know, we form our community here. Yep. Any areas that are non-essential? Yeah. Move. We re... My first step after assuming control of the supermarket with the community in place would be to then make it more efficient as far as a living space rather than a market of commerce yep 
fair enough. Uh, maybe a Sam's Club or a Costco. They have uh, items in bulk. Items in bulk. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's very large. I think we would have to um, have sentries at doors to not allow anyone in. And we'd have to send a group to uh, scan and remove other people. Caroline was let in. Uh, scan and then remove people. Okay. Um, at gunpoint. Sorry, this is ours. Yeah. Get your own. Sorry, I have a gun pointed at your face. This is how it goes. Yeah. Do anything even slightly spooky. I'm going to put a bullet in your leg. I don't want to kill you, but yeah. I need to remove you because you can't have my food. This is for mine. Yeah. Well, you set up a rotation on the roof. I mean, that works too. You assign roof access mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. With, with a bulk supplier like a Sam's Club or a Costco, yes. you could afford to lock down all exits. True. Okay, they are very, very focused on anti-theft and mm-hmm. security. Mm-hmm. So Sam's they Club have, would be great for that, yeah. So they have points that are easily barricaded. Yep. And plus, they have heavy equipment. Oh, yeah. And Put heavy equipment in front of the door. Yep. Is excellent for barricading. Also excellent for offense. Ooh. Okay, you can plow through a lot of zombies with a forklift. We would be fucking assholes <laughs> in the apocalypse. We would be fucking assholes. <laughs> I'd be like, bitch, I'm driving this forklift and I got a Daniel on the back with an AK. It's true. Come at me, bro. So true. <laughs> It's a, and that's I think the toughest part about this ultimately is that like I my reason for this is because I strongly feel that we wouldn't be the only ones doing it. Yeah, I feel like oh definitely um, it would be a competition yeah. to get to and lock down exactly any of these locations. In a it's real life is Game of Thrones just straight up. You can do the right thing all you want, you'll get stabbed in the back. You know what I mean? You can pretend like you're friends with people, but if they don't know you, they don't know you. Like, would I love to save a bunch of randos in a situation like this? Definitely. Could I trust randos? Fuck no. I could not trust them. Well, you know, as opposed a, to at a certain point, mm-hmm. you all kind of have to. Mm-hmm. Like in the bird box example. Yeah. They didn't necessarily like each other, but they all had to be on the same page to survive. And ultimately, they were not. And that's why they didn't. Oh, that's a great analytical point you bring up there. Had they they all been of one mind and on the same page from jump and unwavering in that, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they would have been fine. They would have been fine the whole time. I think, and I think, um, no, that's kind of the the part of like trying to make a, a, a... community of people you know mm-hmm. when you're doing something like that you know what I mean we're, we're uh, when we make the when we're in the scenario and then we have people and we go okay this is the way we're doing it and that's that you know what yeah. I mean as opposed to having strangers where you have um, uh, you know one guy who's like who cares about anyone I'm just a jerk and I'm a drunk you know and then you know and then you have a pregnant lady who says I just felt so bad so I let him in and then that guy ends up being your dumb Right. Because that person said, well, I didn't want to listen to the rules. Yeah. I felt too guilty. That's kind of a stranger thing, as opposed to where you would have the guilt of worrying about people that you do care about what they think about you. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now that that woman in Bird Box, these are straight up Bird Box spoilers, folks. Sorry, <laughs> if you haven't watched Bird Box, it's on Netflix. You're already paying for Netflix. We know you are. Yeah. You if you haven't watched it by now, it's been out for months. This is your fault, and no one else's for not knowing Bird Box by now. I digress. Honestly, we're really not spoiling all that much. We Still really go are. watch Bird Box because it is not what we're describing yeah, at all. No, not at all. It's but it is an apocalyptic. Uh, infection type situation exactly where the same decisions are being made exactly um now if that woman's family lived there the pregnant woman who comes in inside of the the house if her if that was her family there if she had a bigger like stake stake in letting a random person in would she have let that person in if her daughter was born, I mean, granted, she should have thought of this before anyways, because yeah. that ended up being her downfall yep. was letting that person in. Yeah. It's rough. So rough. Well, there's some people that can't help but think the best of everyone. And as a society, we rely on those people. Because there are those of us that are cynics that are, I've been burned too many times, don't trust anyone. And then there's other people that are like, I have no choice. I have to believe the best of people. Because if you expect the worst, you will only get the worst. If you expect the best, nine times out of ten, you'll get the best. So there's there's a give and take to it. There's the old adage, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer kind of thing just there's there's all sorts of different takes on this kind of thing but ultimately the way our a society survives is by believing the best of people until you are proven wrong that's the heart and soul of the social contract i mean if you think about it there's nothing nothing stopping anyone from just going out and killing a bunch of people also true there's nothing to stop them there's nothing to stop everyone from doing that it's true and in but we've all decided as a society (laughs) hey it would be a dick move to go out and kill a shitload of people so don't do it yeah exactly and so most of us are like yeah you're right cool all right we're on board because that's a social construct yeah and it's easier that way exactly Mm mm-hmm yeah, it's a set of rules that the entire society has agreed to abide by. Yes. And that's how it works. It is definitely how it works. Um, Say the zombie deer uh, apocalypse comes upon us. Yeah. Um, What's the weapon of choice in a, in a zombie apocalypse? Because firearms are pretty swell. But firearms also draw more attention. They're loud bangs. Um, let's say for now that they're carnivorous. It draws them toward us. Maybe firearms aren't the best selection. What is the secondary weapon? What is the next? Okay, what type of zombie are we talking here? Um, well, I mean, I don't know, because there's a part of me that's like human zombie, just make it easy, right? Absolutely human zombie, but... Yeah, but then what? who's to say there's not animal variations, because this is already infecting animals, you know what I mean? Oh, it starts with uh, animals. I mean, yeah, exactly. The The tough part is that you need, like, you would need a firearm for when 
the pit bulls get infected, for uh, for when the Germans get infected, when the police yeah. dogs get infected. You know what I mean? The Dobermans. Yeah. You're able to gun for that one. That's you can't baseball bat that motherfucker. Yeah. Well, there's. Hmm. We've already got zombie ants, and that affects things quite a bit. The myceloid. I believe so. They're the ones that bite with a venom that kind of turns the victim into a mindless drone. It typically only works on other insects. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What is the... Oh, jeez. No, it's really cool. Have you seen the fungus that... Uh, now, you haven't played The Last of Us. Um, mm-hmm. First um, one is The Last of Us disease? movie. What is the zombie disease? Ah, cordyceps. Yeah. Have you heard of cordyceps? That's that's the one I'm thinking of, yeah. That's what I thought. Where it devours the inside of the insect. Yep. Slowly. The fungus, it does. And then it, you know, and then that, that um, cordyceps bursts. It's out. a fungus that turns yeah. into other things. So it spores um, out other and just keeps on spreading that way. And um, this is the zombie virus in The Last of Us. Okay. It takes over. So that's the cordyceps. It's infected that ant and it and it bursts out. But it infects and it maddens the ant. Um cordyceps the last of us. Cordyceps infection. For oh my god. And their faces are blowing out. Uh yeah. And it's yeah. If you get shrooming out. <laughs> it's unfortunately now there's different phases of these things because you see people do start getting infected and then it gets worse as you go. So right. there's that and then eventually it's really cool because some of them they can't even move anymore and they're just um they're just stuck. What the hell? Um, but you see some cordyceps things as they're like some of them have been completely infected and are dead. Oop, this is the exact art that I'm thinking of. And you're walking walking past a zombie who's just been completely infected, then they've literally grown into the wall. Okay. Others, um, they lose their vocal cords, and the only sounds they can make are clicking sounds, so they're called clickers, the bad guys of The Last of Us. That is so creepy. It is creepy. It's incredibly creepy. <laughs> yep. Anyway. Yep. Anyways, it's just anyway, cool. It's just yeah. cool. I mean, I... <laughs> I know that there's all these doomsday preppers out there that are just prepared for whatever it's true. comes, yeah. whether it's zombie apocalypse, economic apocalypse. Yeah. Because um, that's honestly the, the one I see ultimately coming around first is economic apocalypse when we don't have enough to go around. Oh, I think it's going to be an environmental apocalypse before anything. I mean, there's that too, but. I think the climate's going to shift so hard so fast. Yeah. And. Scientists are going to be like, we tried to tell you 15 years ago. Also true. And the dipshit reality star that you elected said it was <laughs> fake. Yep. It's true. Let's not go full dark. Right. <laughs> but, you know, it's... Zombie apocalypse. Deer. Antlers. Imagine a zombie deer with antlers coming at you right now. <laughs> Guns well, would fucked. be nice. What do we do? Uh, shovel, a pickaxe, an axe. I like the idea of a framing hammer. Pitchfork is also cool. Pitchfork. I mean, yes. the trident is typically the weapon of choice. Mm-hmm. Just, it has reach. Mm-hmm. It has multiple um, points of damage. Truth. In a pinch, it can be thrown. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I know in the gladiator rings back in the day, it was typically the trident was paired with a net. Right. Um, but a shield is just as serviceable. Ooh, yeah, in terms of protection. I like the idea of a sword, um, a slicing sword, potentially. Um, Tana. Purely because of crowd control. Mm-hmm. A swipe out across a level of heads. Yeah. At the perfect level, that's really good instead of multiple stabbing. Because stab, pull, stab, pull. The, the effort that goes into, you know, eliminating one by one multiple zombies trying to come at you. Mm-hmm. I feel like the, you know, something like a, a very sharp blade that could, you know, cut through anything like it's hot butter. Yeah. Ideally, yep. a forklift with a slip sheeter. <laughs> yes. Yeah. For those yes. not in the know, a slip sheeter is a attachment for a forklift that widens the blades of the forklift. Typically, the forklift blade is about four to five inches wide, whereas a slip sheeter is about, each blade is about 20 to 24 inches wide. It's very thin, but very, very strong and very, very durable. Attached to this is the backrest that extends out and has a little lip that can grab a sheet of plastic mm-hmm. as it pulls in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The idea with this is that you can ship items without pallets. Yes. Because you can just slide it right off the pallet onto your slip sheeter and then push it right back off onto another pallet once it arrives at its destination. Truth. It's a very, very cost-effective method of shipping because you don't have to pay for pallets. Slip sheet costs you about $0.60. Cents. Pallet costs you about 7 to $8. Anyway, that bastard in a zombie apocalypse, your forks get clogged, push them off with the slip sheeter, pull it back in, slash and stab more, push them off. Pull it back in. You'd have to armor the crap out of that forklift, though. Oh, yeah. Because forklifts are not, like, they don't generally Yeah, now, my melee weapon of choice would be a shield, a spiked shield. Ooh, there you go. Because you can just shove. You don't need a lot of finance. You can shove. You are protected in a pinch. Truth. And worst case scenario, put your head down and run. Okay. (laughs) Now, coming back to the... uh, um, Coming back, because we were kind of talking about um, <clears throat> the rope and the rafter thing, because, oh, yeah, we're screwed. It doesn't matter. Whatever. We're not going to be able to do anything. <laughs> Let's say conventional suicide is ruled out. All right. <laughs> okay. Are we talking like the Walking Dead type thing where the virus is in you, and once you die, that's when you turn? Yeah. Kind of. Um, okay. Let's say a situation like that because I'm I'm of the mindset that there are, there are certain ways. Um, this is a picture um, of me holding. I'm next to the to the sushi bar at at King is that Supers. A piping that, that is a piping, piping bag, bag full of, of wasabi. wasabi. It oh is my God. yes. I think I would consume this if I wanted to die. <laughs> Horseradish should do it. If there was a competition waiting for you in heaven. And you wanted to win first place for most creative suicide. What would you do? <laughs> Viewers, this is a picture of me. 
those of you with the video, and maybe I'll insert this on top of the the video later, um, if I remember. This is me holding a piping a piping bag of wasabi that they definitely use for wasabi at uh, the sushi bars in King Supers. I was holding it. I was like, "That's a that is the most wasabi I've seen in one place. Can I hold it?" And the lady let me hold it. Nice. Oh, and I was, she was like, "Why are you holding it like a baby?" <laughs> and I was like, "Cause it is a baby." It's <laughs> <laughs> like, "Don't question me." She's like, "What?" I was like, "Thank you." So, <laughs> most creative suicide. One for me is like just eating all that wasabi <laughs> and just suffering and going. Help. <laughs> See, my thoughts are on the aftermath. Okay. So, I would be in a plane at about 45,000 to 50,000 feet. Yeah. In a Superman outfit. <laughs> yes. Holding a birthday cake that has written on it, Happy 14th birthday, Alan. And the mummified cat. Oh, God. Okay. And then I jump out of the plane without a parachute. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So people think they're seeing uh-huh. Superman flying through the air. Da, 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 da. Hear the whoomp. Oh. <laughs> that can only be the sound of a body hitting the ground. <laughs> they come over to check and they see this. I think the only adequate response to seeing something like that would be, the fuck? <laughs> Why is that cat mummified? <laughs> Why is this obviously a birthday cake? I hope, <laughs> I don't know who it went to. It might have said happy 14th Allen beforehand, but I definitely could see there's an A. It's part of the mystery. And a four. <laughs> wow. It's getting so late. I'm sorry. That's all right. I think even if a horde of zombies came upon that, they would just kind of be like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just kind of like step over you. Yeah. Step through the cake. I don't know. Um. There's a part of me that wishes this was a zombie apocalypse, just because it would be an interesting end. Ah, yes. Speaking of ends, it's it's where we should probably cut it. Think so? Yeah. So sleepy. I'm tired. It's too much for me. I have to poop as well. Kind of, kind of late for me as well. Thank you for listening to When Daniel Met Rich. I'm Rich. I'm Daniel. Catch you next time. Remember at the beginning of the episode when instead of saying I'm Daniel, I said fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Now you know it's Daniel. (laughs) If you didn't know before. It was me the whole time. (laughs) My Uh, mom said twat.